salon should be a place that you can call home. I grew up in the back of a salon. With a mother as a stylist, I know firsthand how much a salon can be a home. With the stressors of the world today, there should be no reason why you stay someplace where you don't feel comfortable, supported, and loved. Enter JCPenney Salon. JCPenney Salon has it all. Competitive pay plans, flexible schedules, medical benefits, support systems, ongoing education, and so much more. From Georgia to California, JCPenney salons are everywhere around the country, and there's bound to be one near you. Join the JCPenney salon family today. Head to jobs.jcp.com or the link in the show notes to apply today. Some benefits available for master stylists and eligible JCPenney salon associates only. Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lennon. And this is Volume Up by the T's. So I have some bad news to report. However, there was a product innovation that we all love that was particularly mocked on Sex in the City. Do you recall what it was? Yes, because we can't escape it these days. Um, okay. It was a scrunchie. Talk to it us about it. It was a scrunchie. What, it was the jazzy hair accessory. Unfortunately, the creator of the scrunchie has passed away. Her name was Romy Hunt Revson. And she created and patented the Elastic Circle of Wonder in 1994. Holy smokes, right? Right? It seems like this maybe, I don't know, 1994 seems not very far away, but also is objectively far away. So well, that, that feels right. I, I don't want to get into the, because I don't want to age myself, but. Well, I'm happy to. So I. <laughs> I'm happy to age me? <laughs> no, no, age me, age Great, 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 great. So in 1994, I was embarking Mm -hmm. on my sophomore year of high school. And I've got to believe that I feel like I was wearing some sort of elastic tie before then, but perhaps it wasn't patented or perhaps Mm -hmm. it didn't have material around it. Yes. Gonna have to go back into the archives for that one. Yes, to dig them up and see what you were rocking around the you wrist and in the hair. We're too young to recall what was happening back then. Yeah, I couldn't. I could, <laughs> and I certainly didn't have enough hair for a scrunchie. Um, but no, yeah, sad news. And what an interesting turn. I mean, mm-hmm. like everything is back again, and the scrunchie is something we're going to talk about later in the episode because we were writing about it on the tease.com Because Gosh. of course we are. Um, of course. Well, yeah, rest in peace. Um, and when you're rocking your scrunchie today, think of her. I mean, what a contribution in all honesty. Like I would have loved to be like, that was me. So that was me. Anyway, on our last episode, we talked with JCPenney Salon master stylist, Dariella Montano. Dariella has seven years of experience as a hairstylist and five years of working for JCPenney. She specializes in all types of hair coloring treatments and haircuts. Her goal is to always cover all of her clients' needs, which we love that keeping their hair healthy. She talked to us about her journey with JCPenney Salon and her experience and why it is a great home. We also had some fun and did our quick takes in Spanish. In Espanol. And by we, I mean, not me, (laughs) only Jeffrey. I love it when he speaks in Spanish. You're going to want to tune in. So if you also speak Spanish, you have to go listen to that one for sure. Or just do it because it sounds wonderful. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees and sending questions in Spanish or English to us at volumeup at the 
This week, we talked with Jose Rojas, a seasoned color specialist with a penchant for boldness. Jose has worked as a Chicagoland regional training artist for haircuttery family of brands for two years and has been with the company for six. Operating from Haircuttery's Hunt Club location in Gurney, Illinois, Jose strikes a careful balance between creating color perfection, specializing in balayage and vivid applications, and fostering a genuine sense of trust from behind the chair and making every guest look and feel better ultimately about themselves. Jose's most significant professional experience includes his time spent working with the education team at America's Beauty Show in Chicago, where he not only presented his work and helped prep models, but lived out a dream five years in the making. We talk all about that. Jose has also participated in events including the World of Dance event with Paul Mitchell and also Chicago's Fashion Week. Get ready. We're ready. Things that we should also maybe be ready for. Something that popped up in the shade room. Uh, I was watching it unfurl in real time um, because it was just so wild. The backstory is a client was unhappy with their hair service. They walked out without paying Mm. and the hairstylist called the police Mm -hmm. who ultimately made the client pay for the service that they were unhappy about. Lots of hilarity, lots of conversations online, which brings me to Kelly. Mm-hmm. If you were the client mm-hmm. and you just didn't like what was happening or what happened, the ultimate look, what would you, would you walk out? Would you pay? Have you been in a situation? Let's talk about <laughs> it. I would say my situation is pretty unique because for about 30 (laughs) years of my life, the stylist doing my hair was my mom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the old like you should cut your hair Mm -hmm. or like your bangs are too long. I didn't always have a say in what style was happening, particularly if she's listening. Mm -hmm. My mom, when I turned 40, she determined that my hair needed to be shorter So we went on a journey to just trim off an inch or so. It was many inches. And you want to do that to somebody who just turned 40? Yeah. And it was hard. It was hard. I That might have been the worst one. So in that episode of her cutting my hair at 40, I would have walked out on it. But anyway... For the times that I have paid to do my hair outside of my family member, um, I would never do that. I would absolutely never do that to a stylist, even if I didn't like it, because I think it's subjective. I think that Mm -hmm. they're doing their best. Mm -hmm. Um, I value their expertise. What about you? So I a thousand percent have been in a situation (laughs) of having a haircut that I absolutely despise. Um, And I think largely having curly hair like mm. we've talked about this on the pod. Yeah. This is not news. <laughs> There's not, I think, sufficient training with hair, curly hair, let alone other textures. Let's be very mm-hmm. clear. Um, I'm a white person. My curl, not that difficult to work with. But yeah, somehow, you know, we get into a and people like whether it's wet or whether it's dry. So <laughs> I've walked out looking like a poodle. <laughs> When there was more, like there's, you know, and then you just go and you feel your feelings in the car after you paid and Mm -hmm. you, you maybe go somewhere else. Yeah. Or you, in in my case, I've, you know, certainly buzzed off hair that I've not liked. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it would never occur to me to just be like walking out. Mm -hmm. I would hope that if I were to walk out, I wouldn't have the police called on me. 
But I mean, I don't you think know, you'd do that. I just don't think. No, it's, no, no, I no. don't think you. You know. Yeah, yeah. So we want to hear from you guys. I mean, listeners, have you been in a situation where somebody's been this unhappy that maybe they would walk out? Like, we'd love to hear about that um, because it sounds like you and I wouldn't be in this Mm-mm. position. But I mean, clearly, it's happened. The shade room is yeah. proof. Um, yeah, and I feel like know- Atlanta can't be the only place where this is happening so it it can't and you know here's the thing is like back to me saying it was subjective the customer in this instance said they didn't like it because it was too puffy Mm. yeah so i can say like my hair was is no longer there (laughs) it's like not the right (laughs) color my scalp is on fire burning like but just puffy doesn't cut it for me doesn't cut it yeah. So anyway, to that stylist, we got your back. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about things that are trending on our site, not just on the Shade Room. Mm-hmm. Um, although shout out to them because it's great. Uh, <laughs> our editorial team has been hard at work this week uncovering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands that you don't know, but you should. And here are some of our favorite headlines. Uh, first up, what you need to know about the TikTok famous butterfly haircut. Getting a haircut can be exciting or nerve-wracking. We literally just covered this. Perhaps even a little bit of both. However, one haircut that we at the Tees are genuinely excited about, as is the rest of the internet, obviously, is the butterfly haircut. The latest and greatest trend that has taken TikTok and Instagram by storm, it's easy to see why. The style practically screams effortlessly cool, and best of all, it's easy to achieve. Head to the teas for insight on the Insta-famous haircut. We tap some of our favorite hairstylists who are spilling the tea on everything you need to know about how to get the look. Which brings me to Kelly. Mm-hmm. We're talking about haircuts. We're talking about transformations. Do I see a butterfly cut for you in your future? I love it. I love oh. it. I love it. Oh. You I love, love it in the abstract or for no, yourself? For myself. Oh, I love okay. it for myself. And this is okay. one that I could definitely do. You know, it's got the volume. It's got, mm-hmm. you can tell that there's actually a lot of um, precision cutting with this, mm-hmm. just the way that on these particular examples on the tees.com, the hair is falling and moving. And so I love it. I'm going to talk to my stylist about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the it. stylist not being your mom. Great. Um, <laughs> to be clear, everybody. But All you right, could t- do it, mom. Mom, you could do it. You're the best. She listens to the pod. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Next up on the tease.com, we talked about scrunchies, mm-hmm. and that is relevant to this article. So the article is called Sandy Lang Drops New Nostalgia Inducing Hair Accessories. Cool kid fashion brand Sandy Lang has expanded its range of hair accessories to include an all-new collection that's very Y2K meets Mm -hmm. 2022. The brand says the collection is, quote, inspired by princess energy, ballet bows, Sailor Moon, and a little bit of mystery, end quote. 80s and 90s babies, you're going to like what you see. Head to thetees.com for our favorite hair accessories, including scrunchies, Mm. elastics, Mm -hmm. headbands, claw clips, and more from the newest collection. Kelly... We've obviously seen the piece. Our listeners maybe have not. Would you rock any of these items? I think they're, they're so good. I think yeah. they're so good, though, because it's not just the old butterfly tiny clip that's no, coming no. back. This is nope. like a little bit of zhuzh or embellishment mm-hmm. on something like a claw clip, right? Mm-hmm. On something like the scrunchie, but in a beautiful petal pattern. I don't it's know. so cool. Well done. I mean, I'm yeah. saying well done, Sandy Lang. Let's make it happen. Let's mm-hmm. let's get you in one of those 
recital headbands with the <laughs> super long bows. I can that see one, it. That probably no. That's the only one that I'm saying no. Fair, fair, fair. But for the right person, it could work. Uh, yes. Cool. Also on the tease, Tanner Fletcher's Spring Summer 23 Spring Fling presentation celebrated inclusivity with its retro hairstyles. This is fresh up from New York Fashion Week. The team, we will be talking with them about what they thought. Um, but one of the articles on thetees.com right now is about genderless clothing label Tanner Fletcher, which brought back high school prom nostalgia in a big way with its dreamlike, quote unquote, spring fling New York Fashion Week presentation. The brand's take on the coming of age soiree was a true celebration of inclusivity right down to the hair. During Tanner Fletcher's spring summer 23 offering, all of the models rocked hairstyles that honored all genders, textures, and eras. As for the collection itself, it was filled with an intriguing mix of materials, patterns such as floral chenille, printed sequins, and bow and ribbon printed taffeta, all while staying true to the brand's masculine and feminine identity. Kelly, mm-hmm. let's talk prom hair for a minute. Oh, because okay. they did it right. Like the presentation, <laughs> all about prom, like the prom yeah. hair that we had, thanks mm-hmm. to the team at R Co, looked incredible. And you guys can see it on the tees.com. Would you revisit your prom hair? You know, I think it was, I know my hair was really solid. Like it, it was great. And my choice of dresses for the multiple times I went to prom, mm-hmm. also totally on point. In fact, oh, oh, I'm loving this. <laughs> in fact, I think one of them is completely timeless. I shall find these photos. Yes, let's furnish. We'll and, produce them for an Instagram you know, story or something. My mom was always against just a real tight, pulled back updo, mm-hmm. which I too am not a huge fan of. And so there was movement, there was texture, there was curl. And so, yes, it it was a thing and I love it. Um, I think we need to tease, tr- maybe like a tease team prom photo collection, I think would be outstanding. And then finally, kudos to Tanner Fletcher because their presentation was so cool. Um, it was literally a, a spring fling in the flesh. So check it out on the tease.com. Well done. Well done. What was not well done? My prom hair. So I don't know. What we're going to be seeing it. Um, we will <laughs> not be, I don't think. Anyway, as always, so much going with the tease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. Next up, Jeffrey talks with Jose Rojas, the Chicagoland regional training artist for haircuttery family of brands. A seasoned color specialist with a penchant for boldness, Jose has worked as a Chicagoland regional training artist for haircuttery family of brands for two years and has been with the company for six. Operating from Haircuttery's Hunt Club location in Gurney, Illinois, Jose strikes a careful balance between creating color perfection, specializing in balayage and vivid applications, and fostering a genuine sense of trust from behind the chair and making every guest look and feel better ultimately about themselves. Jose's most significant professional experience includes his time spent working with the education team at America's Beauty Show in Chicago, where he not only presented his work and helped prep models, but lived out a dream five years in the making. We talk all about that. Jose has also participated in events, including the World of Dance event with Paul Mitchell and also Chicago's Fashion Week. Get ready. Hey, Jose, how is it going? I'm good. How are you, Jeffrey? Doing very well. Welcome to the Volume Up podcast. We are thrilled to have you. If you wouldn't mind, let our listeners know a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into hair? Oh, well, I'm Jose. I'm 25 right now. I live like an hour away in Chicago. 
it's called like Waukegan. It's like a, it's like a suburb away. Okay. We're pretty small compared, but how I got into here was, what was it? I think I was like seven and my sister was like four and I was like, come here and let me use these scissors on her. So I gave her like, uh, you know, like micro bangs are in now, but back in the yeah, day, it was, was like a mess up. Like, oh damn, you cut them too short. <laughs> but for her, you know, she's four, she's cute. She can make it work. And she, yeah, she made it work. But man, when, when the time my mama got home, she got so mad. Like, what did you do? I went to the store and now your sister got micro bangs. So that's where it first started out. So I don't know what it was about the scissors and my sister's hair. Cause she has like like long luscious like she she was blessed you know she's blessed with hair so like ever since then she was like i guess you could call it like my muse like oh let me try this on you mm. so then one time i got a round brush stuck in her head so we chopped something off so like you know but you know she was little and she was like yeah sure whatever my bigger brother wants um apart from that i think like the first first what got me into it was like you know that like stage when you're like in middle school like transitioning from like elementary to middle school you know like Mm -hmm. sometimes the kids are like rough like that's like when like the bully happy ends and like whatever and i remember my mom used to do like these basic like one ponytail or like two pigtails and it's just like i'm in middle school now like that's not like the kids are teasing me like no so then i think i was like you know what makeover and i think just seeing her get bullied made me like mad like why do people have to bully the based on like how you look so i think what was it it was like the nick and minaj era where like she had the chinese bangs it was like really big so i did that for her and then i dyed like the underneath pink and just seeing like how she came after school like oh oh my god everybody said they love my new hair like and then a week later, she's like, you know how many girls have Chinese bangs now? Everybody's dying, like, the underneath. So she felt like like she was, you know, like, not the person getting bullied, but people, like, she was getting, like, inspiration for people for their hair. Mm-hmm. And that just made me feel really good about it because I just like making people feel better about themselves is, like, what I really like about doing hair. Ah, we love that. Um, how did you decide to go to cosmetology school then? Was this, like, a, you're doing it? at home in the kitchen and then you decide like i'm gonna make this into a profession or did you always know like how did that come about well i always knew care for me was something i always wanted to do like i remember so like i'm like mexican so in like the hispanic community there's this guy named sammy and he he used to do all the stars and my mom and us used to watch like there's a show called like Don Francisco and he used to go there and give girls makeovers. And my mom's like, Oh look, it's a stylist. And I always wanted to be like, he was like big in like the Hispanic community. So, but it was always suppressed from, I guess like same thing as like the Hispanic culture that hair is like, not something big, but it's like a side gig that you do like in your basement apart from, you know, your main nine to five or whatever hours you work. So apart from that, um, I was in high school doing, I did hair my whole life. So middle school was doing my sister's hair, her friend's hair, high school was doing my friend's hair, but it was always shunned upon like, no, like don't go do that. Go get a college degree. Like, you know, my parents came from Mexico to here for a better life. And how could Mm -hmm. you do hair when Mm -hmm. hair in Mexico is not big? They're always like, no, 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 no. So I'll kind of let them push me away from it. And then I decided to try college I was going to go be a nurse. I hated English. I could not write a paper for my life. So I was like nursing, you know, math and science. Great. I'm good. I'm good. I can do that. So, but I was 
I think it was like in my dorm one night, like studying for finals. And I was like, I was like, it was like a really dark time. Like, oh, let's get this paper over with. I couldn't write the paper. So instead of writing the paper, I was like, you know what? Like, so then I was like looking at beauty schools instead of writing paper. I was like, you know what? Forget this paper. It's time to go to Cosmo school. I didn't tell my parents, which was bad. I did it. I did everything like behind their back. Mm-hmm. Like should have not. So the story was, Hey mom, um, I feel like I'm too far away from home. I want to come closer. So I told them I was going to go to like a community college. Mm-hmm. They believed they're like, Oh yeah, save money. It's closer. You could be home. No, hell no. The whole time I was driving um, to beauty school. I toured like three schools. One of the schools, I'm not going to name them, but one of them, I felt like the vibe was off. No one really said hi to me when I went to tour. The second one I went, I signed the paper cause I feel like that was my last option. Mm-hmm. But then I remember in the little contract and little, little letter says, if you do not show up on the first day, like you won't get charged. So like, okay, I just kept that back in my head. Like, okay, I won't get charged until I show up. So I never showed up. And then I went to go tour Paul Mitchell, which was like an hour away in the city. And I like fell in love. Like I love how like it was so diverse. I saw like other boys doing it, which like at the mm-hmm. other school, mostly girls, not that it's a bad thing, but it's like, cool. Like, Oh look, there's another dude that does here too. Like mm-hmm. talk and, Cause you know, before, like, I would say like it's dominated by women, but now it's a lot more common to see the guys doing it and vice versa. So that's how I started. I went to Palm Mitchell and I drove back and forth, tricked my parents to getting me a car. My dad signed the lease. He thought it was for community college, but I was like, hell no, I'm not driving or taking the train. No. Nah. So I tricked them. He signed the lease. Then my mama, I think I was cleaning the back of my car and she's like, why is there a mannequin in the back of your car? And I was like, oh, like, uh, I'm just practicing, you know? And she's like, okay. And I never yeah. did homework. Like, I never had homework because, you know, Cosmo School wasn't really about writing papers or nothing. And mm-hmm. I think one time she found my whole kit and she's like, Jose, what is this? And I was like, oh, girl, let me go hide real quick. But no, at first they were kind of like sad. Like, why would you drop out of school like we did all this for you and it kind of made me they're trying to make me feel bad Mm -hmm. but my sister like told them that i told them well i told them too in the nicest way possible like you guys got to choose whatever you guys wanted to do with your life like you guys wanted to start a family do whatever you guys that's your guys's life now my life for the rest of my life i don't want to work at a hospital and be like here again with more patients like i think it takes a special person for that and i i know for a fact I, I do not have bedside manner. I will get irritated. Like, girl, I'll come do your hair for you in, in the bed. Like, if your hair looking mess. I'll These are come. good things to know about yourself. I'm so impressed. <laughs> but it's true. Like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. There's no, no sense denying it. A lot of our listeners are going to relate to this uh, because there's a lot of stigma still, which is crazy. I mean, it's 2022. I mean, obviously, it was a few years ago um, when this was happening. But yeah, we got to break it. Uh, so how, what advice would you have for somebody who is interested maybe in becoming a pro going to Cosmo school? Um, if they've got parents that are going to say, this isn't for you, you shouldn't do it. This isn't a career. Um, how do we help break that stigma? Just do it. Like, um, I would say like at first at beauty school, it's a lot of like, like damn this really is it's not it like it's slow like you're trying to build the clientele you're like maybe mm-hmm. my parents were right and then just those moments of like self-doubt we're like yeah it could have been like because when i was in cosmo school like to kind of work through it i used to go to cosmo school then i used to work at mcdonald's part-time mm-hmm. so then after mm-hmm. i graduated um cosmo school i quit mcdonald's and then i went to target 
So then I remember in Target, I was like, damn, I make more at Target than I make here doing here. And I went to school. So that was kind of always in the back of my head. Like, mm-hmm. really, really, really? Like, is this, was this the right fact? Well, you just have to do it because at the end of the day, it's for yourself. It's your life. Um, when you're 65, you know, and you're like, lived your life to the fullest. Like, damn, did I really do what I wanted to do in life? And I don't want to look mm-hmm. back and regret that. Oh, no, I followed what other people wanted to do for me. Whereas I should have done what I wanted for myself because it's for me and not for them. I mean, that is honestly like no better way to segue into what you're up to now. Uh, you're doing stuff for yourself. How did you get to hair cuttery? How did you find that home? Okay. So when I used to go get my hair cut when I was younger, we used to go to like this mom and pop shop. My dad was friends with them. Mm-hmm. And it was always whatever my dad told the lady. It was never whatever I wanted. So then until I got like a part-time job again at McDonald's, when I could afford to pay my own haircut, I was like, you know, forget this. I'm going to go find my own person who I want, who I relate to. So then, um, like, I think like two minutes down the road, there was a hair cuttery. That's where I started getting my haircuts. So, you know, I was mm-hmm. there in high school. I made friends with the girls. In college, I still went to go get haircuts. And then I remember telling the girl that was cutting my hair, her name was Jasmine. She's like, yeah, dude, like, I, I dropped out of college and I'm going to Palm Mitchell. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, that's cool. Like, I can't wait till you're done. So then fast forward when I was about to graduate. I was working at Target and like I was like right about to finish Paul Mitchell. I hit a Target. I remember the last day at Target, this lady, the store manager, she was like, the mess, the bathroom is a mess. As in like there's stuff on the walls, like people like, you know, I was like, I'm not gonna go clean that. Like you literally saw it. Go clean it up yourself. Like just because you're the store manager doesn't mean you gotta send someone else to do it. Like authority really. So I felt like she was trying to degrade me and like it was just bad. That place was just toxic for me. So I was going to go apply as a four. I don't know. I was really confused on what I wanted to do back in the day because mm-hmm. I kind of did makeup and hair. And I was like, should I just focus on hair? Should I do makeup? And then at that time, I was a lot, I would think I was a little bit more comfortable with makeup than hair. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I was getting my hair cut right before my interview for Sephora. And the girl was like, did you already graduate? And I was like, yeah, dude, like I'm a, I already graduated like a month ago. Mm-hmm. She's like, where are you working? I was like, at Target, I'm about to go to Sephora. She's like, Sephora for what? Like, you know, we're hiring, right? I was like, what? So then after my haircut, literally, <laughs> I like got up, went to the back, got the interview. Sephora called me, Target called me. They're like, where are you? Your shift started an hour ago. And I was like, I'm not answering, decline, like do not disturb. So I got the interview. Um, the same at the end of the shift, what? Well, not shift, at the end of the interview, the girl was like, when do you want to start? And I was like, oh, shit. like, like, I didn't really, it kind of like was an awe because I was like, okay, I'm not happy at Target. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go over here and see if I, this even makes me happy. And then it was just really like, I don't know where that it was just offered. And I just, I just started with hair cuttery since like my start of my career. Incredible. Uh, how long have you been at hair cuttery? For like, I think five or six years now. Tell us about what you like most about your day-to-day so you're in the salon space like what are you most excited about getting up and doing i think just here in general or like making people feel good about themselves i mm-hmm. do like color like the most but it's not it's not like i won't cut hair or i won't like do certain things but like the thing i do enjoy the most is coloring and then also making people feel good about themselves like people come in and like oh like yeah i'm like oh what brings you in they're like Oh, my husband died. I was like, oh, like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I'm not a grief counselor. Like, I'm just, but you know, we are counselors too, but like, don't listen to my advice because I don't know if it's going to work. 
But um, yeah, so I just like how people are so comfortable to come to us about their problems. And like, I just met you like five minutes ago, but you're open I, all the like, way. I, just, I just don't know like what it is, but I like how people could come to me and how like I could work with their hair and somehow make their like life better or like that moment that they're going through a little bit better if it's grief if it's like a new job promotion and they want to get like a whole new look they want to feel like the boss or if it's like graduation your wedding day your birthday like everything somehow all those big special moments in life revolve around hair like you always can't forget about your hair straight up no i mean there's honestly like it all comes back to that and we're a hair obsessed podcast so we love to hear it but it's true i mean for all of those major moments like you're worried about what's going on um or you could do what i do and just buzz it all off and not worry about it which is a choice um all right yeah it's a look uh what about mentors uh so often on this podcast we talk a lot about with stylists how important a mentor can be whether for good or for bad they had a really bad one and it burned them out and they couldn't do it anymore or they had an incredible person that helped motivate them to you know take it to the next level where do you stand do you have any mentors so for the most of my career i thought um i would just say like alone like i didn't have no one to go to Mm. like i remember starting off there the girls would come to me for color and i was like i just started like you've been here for a while Cause they're really good at cutting. So like mm-hmm. I, the girls there that taught me their names, like Jasmine, Aaron, and Maria, shout out to them. They taught me how to fade. Like before I could not fade, like to save my life. And now I have like a lot of main clientele too. And I color, but, um, not until maybe until I started getting into the education department with hair cuttery. Okay. It was a long process. I remember I was trying to get in with education and it was always like, Oh, we'll get back to you. Or we get back to you. Or it was just like a, Something I got pushed onto the side until it wasn't until COVID mm-hmm. where like the original salon I was at got shut down and then they transferred me to a bigger location. And that's when I met um, our new manager. His name is Corey. And he's like the one person who um, like, you really want to do this? I'm like, yeah, I want to be like an educator. Like I've been asking for two years and it's always like, Oh, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, damn, like when is it going to be my moment? Like I've been working and working like, mm-hmm. where is it at? But he was the one, he's like, you know, I believe in you. So he like talked to the DL, which are, is our district leader. And then district leader brought it up to our regional leader. And they're like, why have you not said this before? And I was like, I've been saying this this whole time. Like, but I do believe it takes that one person, just that one person to believe in you. Mm-hmm. So he's like my mentor for like behind the chair, like the business part of it. And then as far as like for the education side, I would say um, her name is Shana. She really helps me grow with, she's like a licensed teacher. She's a licensed cosmetologist. So she gives me tips and tricks to really step out of my little shell, I guess. I kind of created along the way my journey, like to not get hurt or something. And she's like, no, step out. Like, just be you, say whatever you say. No matter what people might not like you, there's people who are going to love you, hate you. Like, no matter what you do, there's always going to be those bad people. So she's like, just live it. Like, just be you. So I really appreciate it about those, them too, because they believe in me and it just takes like those two people to believe in you. Amazing. Well, I mean, shout out to both of them. Uh, they sound incredible. Um, let's talk a little bit about things that you've been doing. Uh, so in the spirit of like really embracing what you do best, uh, you've done some really cool stuff in Chicagoland, which includes the world of dance and Chicago Fashion Week. So if you wouldn't mind, talk to us a little bit about what the world of dance event entailed. How did you get the opportunity? All of it. 
So this was all through beauty school since Paul Mitchell was like downtown Chicago. They had a connection mm-hmm. with a lot of like those events. So I know like World of the Dance is sponsored by Paul Mitchell because you always see the signs when they're dancing, Paul Mitchell, Paul Mitchell. So it's like sponsored by them. Mm-hmm. So by going to Paul Mitchell, they had, uh, I guess you call like extracurricular activities that you could do outside of like just regular beauty school. And it was called, um, damn, what was it called? I forgot what it's called, but you could do stuff outside. So, so that's how I got it. They're like, oh, design team. So, um, so that's how I did World of Dance. Like, hey, we're doing World of Dance. We need stylists to go help and do hair. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sure. Like, I always used to see them on TV. Like, it'd be so cool to actually go do their hair. So we got there in the morning. They had like, a, they had like probably like 16 stations set up. And it was like dance group after dance group or just random people like, hey, can you do this look for me? We're like, sure. They told us just help out whoever wants to hear done. So it was cool. It was like nine to six. We got to like go watch them dance. And we did like team looks where like every girl had to have the same hair because they were the dance team. It was this is not looking right. This is this. And, you know, girls could go crazy sometimes. So but it was fun. So that was that was the world of dance. It was more leaned back. Like it was okay, but it wasn't so much running around because they just came to you whenever. Whereas like Chicago Week, Chicago Fashion Week, same thing. Paul Mitchell design team gave us opportunity. That one was crazy. That was like, okay, model one, sit here, do this five minutes, let's go. And I was like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. So it was really happy. A little like next, 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 next. And it was really fun. I like how how like fast paced it was and look after look after look. Like let's get this going. And then you could like we used to go off to the side, like peek behind, and you see the model walk in. And you're like, damn, like I did her hair. I did that. that. Sick. Talk to us a little bit about what's in your kit. Uh, You were saying like your mom had discovered it way back when, uh, when you were lying about going to to beauty school. Uh, But like right now, if somebody were to open up your kit, like what is your go-to like top three things? Okay, my round brushes. I love doing blowouts. I feel like I love them. I love my Ergo round brushes. What else do I have in my kit? Um, my round brushes for sure. I love my Marcel's uh, hot tools. I feel like those are my true irons. Mm-hmm. And I guess my clippers by ba- Babeless. My um, my clippers, my trimmers, my box shavers. I would say those are my top three. Boom. All right. Talk to us about footwear. This is something that's come up a lot on our podcast where people, I mean, like, obviously we're on our, you guys, <laughs> I'm not a stylist. People are on their feet for a lot of time. And you know, footwear is important uh, to keep yourself up, upright. Um, so what are yeah. we rocking with? Like, what do you recommend? Are you wearing Crocs behind the chair? No, it's whatever makes the fit complete. Like if your feet hurt, when I went to school, I remember yep. the teacher like, suck it up. You got heels. Yep. It's the look. It's the like, people want to know, like, we're like, I wear like, sometimes, yeah, I wear some like, like, um, like some people at work wear like the running shoes and they're like, uh-huh. Uh, your running shoes with jeans don't cut it like you can wear running shoes but make sure they look good like there's that those cool running shoes, like like the geezies or something you know something nice yep. like i will go like don't wear your sketchers unless you got like back problems and yeah girl for sure wear them <laughs> but if you're 20 and 25 with no back issues put on your heels i wear my boots to work even like my combat boots my regular boots my dogs like whatever whatever i'm feeling that day it's for you know inserts though will save your life i do have inserts in my shoes but Pro like step. that's the inside no one knows they have inserts but like the outside i'm all about like looking your best feeling your best people 
Yes, we're in the fashion industry too. Like we're stylists. People are like, oh damn, you could dress. You look good. I wanna. I want you to do my hair because I like how you look. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right, yeah. talk to us about the holiday season. Uh, it is incredibly basically here. Like fall, people are booking. What is it looking like? How are you staying sane? Man, holiday season's like one. Like damn, it's about to happen. And I'm like, uh, let's uh-huh, get ready uh-huh. to eat run around like we're gonna shove meals down her you know my mouth like in two minutes back to back people walking in can you squeeze me in please i was like no but you know what i do i guess whatever it's merry merry christmas i'm squeezing you in so (laughs) well no like i feel like breaks are really important because a lot of people Mm -hmm. tend to burn out during the holidays like working like five six days ten hour days so like make sure you get that 30 minute break or if you don't want to, I guess at least 15 or 20 to sit down, relax, put your feet up, eat something, eat something good. Don't eat McDonald's or something like eat something good. I feel like that's really important for the holidays and learn to say no. Like it's okay mm-hmm. to say no. Like if you're that person didn't book and you're like working your ass off and she still wants you for do that full highlight. I'm sorry. I'll get you for new year's, but not for Christmas. So don't yep. okay to say no. Like people just need to learn that we're not robots. We're not like, I can't do this 24 seven. So you got to catch a break and say no yep. sometime. No, that makes sense. Um, it is important advice, honestly. Like it's, it's maybe sometimes harder to do than it is to say. Um, but you know, people shout out, listen to that advice. Yes. Uh, current hair color trends. Like what are you into right now? So you were talking about how you really enjoy doing coloring. Um, what are your thoughts? Color, uh, technique, like what's the most exciting trend that you're seeing? Balayage, I feel like it's never going to go out right now. I feel like that's never, never. Everybody loves not having to come in every six to eight weeks for their highlights. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like like the skunk stripes or like the color blocking in the front and underneath where like it's Mm -hmm. bold colors of impacts. Um, the rainbow streaks where like it's from like the whole rainbow basically red, yellow, blue, orange, like all the colors melted into one. I'm liking what other is it like the shag wolfy cut. With mm-hmm. if your hair's like curly, it really brings it out. Like the curl textures, you add some pop on the sides of like something bright. I think all that that's going on right now, I'm kind of into. Yeah, beat it. All right. Talk to us about how your clients would describe you. Um, I mean, <laughs> I feel like people have gotten to know you through this podcast already, uh, but you know, we're not in your chair. So if I were in your chair, what are the words that I might use to describe you? Um, or what do you hope that I would say? A lot of the clients say I'm a hustler because I tell them, like, apart from just, like, hair cuttery, so I do, like, do hair cuttery, and then I do education with hair cuttery, mm-hmm. and then I also do bridal and, like, wedding stuff on the weekends, so I'm working, at, like, I'll go in the morning, 6 a.m., go do, like, a whole wedding of 6 or 8, then go to the salon, go do, like, a full balayage, like, from 4 to 7, and that's, there goes, like, a 10, 12-hour day yep. on a Saturday. Um, I also get sometimes do, like... I guess like magazine, like published work. So I had to do yep. like articles with people too. So I guess that's one word. It's a hustler. I do like to work. I just love to work. Like, I guess I like the money aspect and like being busy. Yeah. I like yeah. how it's keeping me on my feet. The other one would be honest. Like if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. If I really think like it's not going to look good. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna do it. I'll guide you. I'll guide you into something that we could do similar. But if that shade of blonde is gonna look like you're a zombie and like pasty and like you look dead, no. Like let's give you something that's gonna make you look healthy, glowy, rejuvenated. Like that's all about. That's what I'm trying to do. Make you look good. 
And I guess the last one, the last word, I don't know. A lot of my clients say main character. Hmm. Like the, I give main character bias, but I don't see it. Even though everybody else does it. I'm like, I don't really see it. Like I'm kind of shy sometimes. But I think when I do hear it come out of my shell, because I'm doing something I'm confident in. Sure. Whereas like when I step away from the hair world, I tend to shut down. So if I'm in my element and I feel really confident outside of it, it's like I'm a whole other person. Hmm. Well, we're liking getting to know this person. Um, all right, Jose, what are you most proud of in terms of what you've done? Um, I mean, you're early in your career still, but you've done a heck of a lot of stuff. Um, what are you most proud of? I would say getting into the education department, cool. but particularly doing um, the American Beauty Show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So it's like the big cosmetology event, like everybody, people travel from like the Midwest because Chicago is like the Midwest. So we have like all these other little, well, I mean, they're states, but these other towns that, you know, the ABS show is not going to go to because they're not that big of a city. So like being on a stage, I remember like in Cosmo school, I would go to the show. I'm like, oh, how do I get up there on a stage? Like any stage, like I want, I will want someone walking by and like be interested in what I have to say. So being able things to like your credit to be like on the stage and like participating and doing models and like doing like an hour show, two hour shows and people actually generally coming up asking questions. It really showed how hard it was because literally I was doing models that whole week. And then I did a mannequin one night last minute because I didn't have a model. So I stayed up till like two in the morning. And then it was day of the show. Then Friday, woke up at six, didn't get home until the next to like one in the morning because like the after events and the next mm-hmm. planning. So that whole week, I probably slept for like four hours every day. And I remember on Tuesday, because I don't know why, why I didn't just take Tuesday off. I still went on Tuesday after, after the Monday show, did hair all day at the salon, oh. got home. And I literally went outside and, and I, I just like cried. I was like, what the hell did I just do? Like, I can't believe I did this. Like, I just felt like dead. And my mom was like, are you okay? You look sick. I was like, I'm probably going to get sick pretty soon. Like, this is too much work for me. <laughs> but I was really happy that I could like, I have that much drive in me. Like I'm passionate. Like if I wasn't passionate about this, I would like call them a okay, I'm sick. I'm not going. Mm-hmm. But since it was, I really like hair and love hair and I want to grow with like, in this career that I'm willing to like sleep for hours. If it, you know, if it means I get to be on the stage and do what I love the most. Mm. All right. Well, in that same vein, what do you want to be doing in the next five years? <sighs> Bigger stages, more shows. What is it? I wrote this down. Where is it? At? All right. Know. All right. Let's hear it. Speak it into being. Okay. So I said either start or develop my own product line, whether it be color would be cool or like shampoo conditioner like some, some product first and then build up on it. And then eventually, mm-hmm. you know, either have a little shelf at Ulta or Sephora or be a Cosmo or salon centric one day. Like my product is on the shelf. That's one route or work for like a big, like education brands, so like being like a Redken artist and Olaplex, you know, mm-hmm. ambassador, George Kauf, like the brands alike. And then if not that, my big goal, probably like a celeb- celebrity artist. So like, you know, like I love Spanish music, like Carol G, Becky G, or like bad, I don't know anybody, but I would want to be like Bad Bunny. Or, let's get in there. Let's make yes, that happen too. I love Bad Bunny too. So just like being their stylist, like hey, I want this look for this night, and this is my outfit. Come up with something. Next, next city, um, we're doing this look. I need, I need this hairstyle. So just having to be on my feet 
and always changing their look and getting to travel and like behind the stage i know they'd be like putting wig on wig off switch this wig change this like i just love how fast paced it is and them since they're such a big person they're like an outlet for my art to be viewed on them yep that's like my biggest 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 goal like i feel like if i even if it just to be one if i could just go like on tour with one person i feel like my life would be complete like i did what i wanted to do like a celebrity artist yeah okay all right well i mean big things jose but i feel like you can make it happen um and yeah let's see if we can get you on stage or backstage with bad bunny or somebody Um, (laughs) shout out to his team all right let's talk a little bit about hispanic slash latinx heritage month the beauty industry is increasingly inclusive but there's still a lot of work to be done um what has your experience been like as a latino latinx hairstylist within this industry i would say I guess, like, growing up, you know, Hispanic or Latino, there's this thing called, like, machista, which is just, like, really masculine. Like, men have to be masculine. And I think when I was younger, it was shone upon because I used to play with my sisters, like, brats and Barbies, not because I wanted to play dress-up. It's because I like their hair on the head. So I used to chop out their hair, make them bald-headed. Like, it, they were ugly, but, you know, I, I loved it. We had fun. Yep. And then I remember my mom wouldn't get mad. My dad would kind of be like, eh. But my family members around it really pushed them to like, hey, don't let them do that. Like, he's not supposed to do that. He's supposed to go like play with cars. And like, I mean, I'll still play with cars. I love playing baseball. Like, but I just something about hair, which kind of just like, why, why are we like this? Like hair doesn't have like, it's not everybody grows. I'm a boy, girl, whatever, you know, whatever you identify as it's hair like it's still hair like what does it matter if i'm a boy doing a woman's hair or if it's a girl in a barber shop like that shouldn't matter it should be based upon like how you treat your people and like the skills you have not because oh you're a man you should be working in a barber shop like i get that sometimes not not a lot anymore but i used to like oh are you sure you can do my hair you're a guy and i'm a girl like are you sure you can do my hair i'm like girl sit your ass down let me show you what i could do so <laughs> i was just i would get mad because why do people think like that or even dudes will like be like, oh, you know how to cut my hair. Like you're a dude, you're about to hook me up. And this back in the day, I'm like, I do not know how to fade, sir. You're about to have so many lines. You're about to be so softy. But now it, it switches because now I'm like confident I know what I'm doing, but I still see it. We're like, oh yeah. Or some people, assume, like it's just too much assumptions yep. where people need to be more open and just, it's like a, I don't know how to say it. But the main thing would be just the whole machista thing where like men shouldn't be playing with hair if it's not another guy. You know, like you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Gender roles can be tough. Um, and especially when it's super ingrained in a culture. Um, what are some good things about the Hispanic slash Latino Latinx culture? Like what does heritage mean to you in the spirit of the month? Everything like I go, I love cooking. I love food. Like I love Mexican food, like pozole, tamales. Like I, I love to cook. I love our music. Like you could dance. There's rhythm. There's the bass, but it also shows you like, like where it comes from. Like there's the trendy music, and then there's music that's developed in like the little towns that people don't really hear about because they're more like under. I can say like underground music, but just not 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 as well as played. And it shows you like the music and like what they come from. Sometimes it tells stories like mariachi is a really big, like a big thing. I think we're also like prideful in what we do Mm. just because like the opportunities weren't exactly given to us sometimes. So I just like how we like, no matter what we 
like people could tell us no and like i'm not gonna take that for an answer i think it's just how we were raised like my how my parents raised us has your heritage impacted your life or your work as a hairstylist mm, maybe i would say the work ethic i seen my dad do when i was younger like sure. he'll work i don't know ever since my sister like 22 years i guess you could say from just 22 he worked like seven days a week two jobs like 60 hours a week he wouldn't take vacation like never i would never see him take vacation. like he'll be off christmas and, like thanksgiving and like yeah. the major holidays but weekends he'll be working um during the week so just seeing how he'll work 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 just for for like i could have a, a place to sleep like food you know food to eat when i was a kid clothes you know clothes and the little things and he would never complain like he never complains like oh i was tired mm. i remember we we'll asking him can we go to the movies i know he didn't want to take us because he was tired yeah but he'll take us to the movies he wouldn't watch the movie he'll definitely knock out like five minutes into the movie but he'll still take us so it's mm-hmm. kind of I would say my work ethic came from that, from just work, work, work. Like, it's okay. Like, you'll rest. Like, but I do take days off. I learned that you need to take days off. It's for your mental health. Yep. Yourself, you know, take care of yourself first. But I do have the work ethic and drive that I grew up, like, seeing. Like, it's okay to work and work for the things you want. Do you think that you draw any influence from your heritage for looks that you create in the salon? I mean, you mentioned, like, Don Francisco and Sammy and, like, being influenced as a kid uh, with your sister. But do you feel like, that comes into what you're up to in the salon these days um so now what is what is the y2k hair era like the yeah. little boys, you know, much the little elastics i remember my mom used to do that on my little sister and i'm like mom i don't know what y2k is like she, she's <laughs> the old hispanic lady you know she don't know what that is but i remember she used to do like a whole bunch of little rubber bands and do like those bubble braids and they were cute. And like my mom probably didn't know they were called bubble braids. She probably just yeah. thought they were cute. Cause I remember in Mexico, the little girls will all have that like colorful rubber bands, the bubble braids, the rose going all the way back. Mm-hmm. So like those looks I do like to do like they're fun looks for like mannequins or like festivals. But it's nice to see how like it comes from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's just, it just didn't expire in like in the two thousands and nineties. Like, some of it goes back to someone else developed a style. I feel trends just come back and forth and it gets recycled and brought back. It always comes back. Yeah. So speaking of coming back, um, you talked a little bit about like Carol G, Becky G. Um, there are so many Latino artists that are setting the cultural expectation for beauty um, for mainstream culture. So white people, black people, all no. sorts of folks. Um how do you feel about that? Um, Bad Bunny famously in this latest album has a song about everybody wanting to be Latino now, but they lack sazon. Like there's a different era that we're living through. Um, is this exciting? Like, what do you think about it? What's well, exciting that our culture is being more put out there. I feel like the lead in artists and music was more like, if you were a Hispanic, you'll play, it wouldn't play on the radio, like the main radios, like the English mm-hmm. radios. Yep. Whereas like now, like you'll hear them, they're trending on like the billboard charts. They're trending on like charts you would have never thought. Yep. And just seeing how like they're paving the way, f- even for like other type of artistry to come in. Cause it, it's just art. We're just people. Like it doesn't matter where you come from. It's just art. Can you do the work? Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So talk to us a little bit about more. You mentioned earlier in our convo about the sort of machismo. Um, and then also in your beauty school experience, being excited to see other guys doing hair. Um, 
Why is it important for little boys and little girls to see diversity in the salon professional industry, not just in terms of hair and hairstyles, but also in terms of stylists? I think it's nice because when I was younger, I didn't see any guys doing hair mm-hmm. where I live, maybe because I lived like in the suburbs or something. Right now, it's more starting to be more common. But if I would have seen somebody that wants to do what I was doing, it probably would have inspired me a little bit more than feeling like I was on my own. Like, who do I look up to? Like, there's people on TV, but that's someone on TV. Like they're famous, like they're mm-hmm. on TV already. I didn't see anybody start from nothing and like, okay, let me work my way up and do this. And I just want to be that person that do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter if someone tells you no or who's telling you not to do it, do whatever you want. So I feel like it's good to be the role models to little kids because they are going to be the next generation. Like when I'm too old to do the hair, they're going to be the next person doing hair. Like, and it's going to, they're going to learn from whatever the old generation's done. For sure. All right. Let's talk a little bit about our quick takes. These are the questions that we ask of all of our guests, same ones, but what is new is what you guys bring to the table. So first up, what is a quote that you love? Um, what is it? You can't wait. What is it? You can't wait till life is, isn't hard anymore to be happy. That's really pushed me along. A lot along the way. I mean, that's kind of perfect for we're all dealing with stuff. Um, There's never necessarily a good time. Um, Good reminder for people. What is the last thing that you Googled? Pho near me. Yes. (laughs) Yesterday I was craving some pho and I was like, damn, like we usually go to this one spot and I was like, oh, I want to try something else. And then I was like, oh, damn, there's a new pho spot and I haven't been to it. So yeah, uh, pho near me. Amazing. Amazing. We love that. Uh, and if you guys are near where Jose is at, you should check that place out. Uh, all right. Wherever he's, he's going to, what is the cringiest trend that you have tried? Oh my God. So back when I was in high school, it was like the whole swag era when it's happened, like the YOLO shirts used to come out. And I remember for some reason, like grandpa sweaters, were a thing like vintage grandpa sweaters they were so itchy <laughs> i used to sweat so much but you know i was there for the look the look yeah and also i think it was like a skunk stripe it was like a blonde it wasn't even like a level 10 blonde it was probably like a level eight it was ugly but i thought it was rocking it was like from the front of my head to like the back of my head so it kind of looked like a whole stripe uh-huh. And I thought it was cool, but I look back at the pictures and I'm like, damn, my hair was fried. It was not a look, but that was so cringy. The grandpa sweater, the swag era, and the whole skunk stripe in my head. Never again. Never again. Uh, you heard it here. Um, all right. Shampoo bars. Yes or no from you? No. Something about no. them being in the bottle. That was easy. All right. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, we're, this is a, a hot topic on this podcast because we all know we should be better, more environmentally friendly, but... People have not figured out the shampoo bar and the conditioner bar yet. So no, it is what I just it is. feel weird it's not in a bottle. I guess, yes, yeah, save the planet. But if it's not in a bottle, I kind of feel weird. Yeah. There are the metal ones. They're getting better. But yeah, <laughs> no, this is a popular response. Uh, what is the animal that you are most like? Um, I guess you could say like a cat. Not like a house cat. Maybe like a jaguar or something. Because they tend to like, <laughs> they tend to like hide in the background. Mm. And they observe a lot until they're ready to actually go. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so that's what I feel like. I like to absorb, like observe a lot. And then when I feel comfortable and I like gain like 
what's happening around me, then I decide to speak. I just, I'm not like, oh, no, I'll get there, but let me just see what's happening around me first. Okay. I can see it. Uh, what is one product that you cannot live without? So this can be in the salon. This could be at home, whatever. We're product junkies on this podcast. Everybody's looking for the next best thing. What are you obsessed with? What can you not live without? My hairspray, the Kenra 25 Balloon hairspray. Okay. We'll be dropping the link is why I you got to <laughs> shout the brand out. You got to. All right, cool. <laughs> um, what is some advice that you've got for someone who wants to make it to the top of the salon professional industry? Mm. Well, you have to eat shit for a long time before you can eat something nice. Like, okay. a, a lot really of direct. T- yes. There's weeks that my paychecks were smaller than McDonald's. And I was like, damn, I should go back. But now it's way past that. But it was a lot of constant. Should I do this? Should I not? Should I go back to school? Should I? It was a lot of back and forth. But mm-hmm. if it's, this is what you really want to do, you'll, you'll stick through the the mud all getting out of the hole about to reach the top and you fall back in and it's just, you had to have drive mm. and push. I know it's at all community, but the same position you want, everybody else is competing for it too. Mm-hmm. So you have to remember, yes, we don't deground. We don't like degrade people, put people down, but you also have to remember that another person's dream is your dream too, but you have to work for it. Ah, well put. I mean, we don't actually get that kind of advice on this podcast. That tends to be a little bit different, but that I think is really like at the end of the day, an important real. piece of perspective. No, no, no. That, that's what I'm getting. I mean, there's a lot of people that want to be doing what, what we're all doing. Um, so yeah, Jose, thank you for your time. This was a lot of fun getting to know you. We appreciate you being as honest as you were, and we wish you the best of luck in all of the stuff that you're hoping to accomplish. And, you know, don't forget about us when you're, backstage with some of the biggest acts in a couple of years. if it happens let's manifest it let's, will boom, we're gonna manifest it you're gonna be back there and we're gonna be doing some interviews with you i um, love it it's like my first one i was super excited about it kind of nervous but then i was like no i'm just gonna be me like i'm not trying to i'm not gonna be this other person i'm you know i'm not gonna fake this person i'm gonna just be who i am but i'm really like honored and like that you guys took your time out of your guys's day because you guys are a good podcast so i'm just you know i'm just truly honored that you guys invited me on for sure. Thank you for coming through. We appreciate it. All right, Jeff, I loved his experience and how cool that like his dream was realized. Like he put it out there. He did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's next for him? I love that. Yeah. And I think it was so relatable to hear yeah. his experience. I mean, hiding the fact that he was going to cosmetology school from his parents. Right. Other people have been in his shoes, I'm sure. Um yeah, Wild. just like all around. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Great combo. Glad that we had him on the pod. And if you've experienced something similar to Jose, let us know about yeah. it. Get in touch with us. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.